you through to the Beat Podcast. Um, with me, your host, Sabelle. And today I am joined by an absolutely wonderful guest, Sada Wild. How are you? Hello. <laughs> That's a great little intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to the point. I'm like, I like it. Right, welcome. Let's go. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. Uh, busy working. Yep. Settling back into like Scotland life because I've been away for a while. Just got back. Really from yeah, just getting trying to do everything while like trying to have a life on on the side of all that. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to live. Trying to live. Yeah, fully. <laughs> How are you? Really good. Yeah. Uh, been very up in my head recently. So like before I did this, I went for a big old walk. Helps just put me back into the, you know, to mm-hmm. the earthly realm. Like I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, it's needed sometimes, isn't it? Oh, big time. I think that's been a big. I can't even describe how much of a medicine it's been to me through the whole of lockdown since like March. Mm. Just going for a walk every day, even if it's literally just going to the top of the road to the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely like helps. Mine is. I mean, it's probably not. It's the opposite of what you do. It was walking, but then obviously it pisses it down all the time in Glasgow, so that's yeah. not really an option. Yeah. Then it turned into, like, if I am overstimulated or anxious or whatever, or, like, stressed, yeah. I just, in my bed, like, turn, like close the blinds, like, yeah. like a dark mode, just sit in my bed and just, like, watch some, like, shit TV, but, like, not really watching it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, like, you right. let your brain do whatever it needs to do to process whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, emerge, like, a couple hours later, like, refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. That, I think, that's definitely winter mode for me. Mm. For sure. If I can't yeah, get out, no, then I'm all year round. All year round. Different strokes, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, big time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the big um intro because okay. I realised I've just we've just I love it. We've gone straight into it. But for people that don't know, um <laughs> And I've written it down because there was no way I was going to remember all this. <laughs> so if it sounds like I'm reading, I am. Uh, <laughs> so for those that don't know, Sarah is a DJ, artist, curator, facilitator, and co-founder of O141 Collective and the Jupiter Rising Redis- Residency, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of the Jupiter Rising Festival at Jupiter Artland. Um, and again, if you don't know, that is a gallery space that is held just outside of Scotland's capital, Edinburgh. Um, Sarah's priority is creating spaces and opportunities for working class black and brown float folks and the LGBTQIA plus communities. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I <it> all in. <laughs> um, I really wanted to talk to you because I, as someone that values what I affectionately term being about it, and by that I mean someone that values um people who live by their own guidance who may be paving their own way or essentially just living from whatever like truth or set of values they've got that isn't necessarily dictated by systems of oppression or degradation or dehumanization um how did 0141 come about um it was six years ago now nice yeah, it's been a 
feels like forever. <laughs> I was a child then, actually. Obviously, it wasn't that long ago, but like, it feels like forever. Yeah. It was born out of a need to address the lack of representation and opportunities being given to women. At the time, it was solely women. That's why mm. I was trying to have the issue I was trying to tackle, tackle was gender inequality. Yeah. Um, and just like everywhere I went, as someone who worked behind the scenes in clubs and festivals, it would just mm-hmm. be like the occasional woman present. Um, or I would be the only one there and I wouldn't even be the DJ or the performer, I'd be the person behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and then even if there was a few women that already existed in whatever industry I was in, they weren't given anywhere near as many opportunities as the men. And wow. so I, I, that was all for was literally born out of the need to address that and like have women be the forefront of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just like put on the first event and then it kind of just grew and it grew with me. So yeah. like quite funny, the 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 more I grew into like my identity and like accept myself and love myself and like yeah. all these things, mm-hmm. the more it's reflected in my work. So like now one for one, it's not just about women. It's like mm-hmm. within what does it mean to be a woman and like the intersectionality of like womanhood. So like yeah. gender nonconformity, like yeah. race, class, like mm-hmm. ability or like disability or just lack of access and just basically the, the more I grew into myself and like knowing more about myself the more I wanted to reflect that in my work and all one for one the opportunities I wanted to like create and the people I wanted to put on you know mm-hmm. like initially it was quite like it was just about women and then as my politics and my identity has grown yeah self-love has grown I'm like the night is fully catering to, to people I can relate to on every level yeah it's like working class immigrants yeah. black and brown kids like yeah. gender conforming people queer people lgbtq plus people yeah. the list goes on like anyone who's just been marginalized or like yeah. othered in any way i'm like here for <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking incredible and that's why i have to talk to you because it's oh, like, incredible to, to step into and like you said an industry and go there's a whole lot missing here yeah my god it was like ridiculous like i don't really, i don't understand why it was like the boom was like 2015 20, 2014 to 2016 was like almost like a wake up call for everyone regarding gender yeah and then you've noticed like 2019 2020 has been all about race and like awakening that yeah like it's really it's really it's mad to me that we're like doing that in the 2000s like i'm just like oh my god like <laughs> Like how far behind are we? Like that we're still yeah. being like should probably include women. And then like when you bring like race into it or like yeah. gender or whatever. Class. We're just, oh my god, like, I can't handle that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? How far behind are we? But then other times I'm like, it's okay. It's all part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the balance of that though, sometimes. Yeah. Of being like, fuck, but then you know, just hold tight, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Um, how did then? I'd say, well, I guess it's a Jupiter rising was a natural extension of that then. Yeah. So I'd initially, so I would like book. It was so I would like put on events or create events or DJ myself. Like after the yeah. first four years, I started DJing myself and like push myself to do that. 
And then I would find myself like curating lineups or performing as a DJ in like art galleries. Yeah. Um, and that was like, again, like a natural progression, like you said, because a lot of the people attending my nights were creatives, were linked to art galleries and art schools and all that. So that was kind of like a natural progression mm-hmm. to like, be linked with like arts institutions. Definitely. And then the thing was, I was like, was so focused on like addressing exclusion within the music industry that I hadn't realized that basically it's the same shit different industry so like the art world is even more problematic um I feel like even within like and the the thing I've been thinking about this a lot like what's the main differences of like operating between these two spaces that often like interject and like yeah mixed together it's like within music you can actually find working class people with far more than you would within the arts because the arts is so money or money orientated yeah like that's the biggest difference for me is class in between like music and arts and yeah. then we have the racism and like misogyny in common yeah. do you know what i mean like it's like the class i think that's the biggest thing and then that was a shock to my system like realizing like how much money these arts institutions are funded yeah and how little they share like how little it trickles actually trickles yeah, down yeah. And so, like, I would get invited to, like, put on events at these, like, white institutions, and I would show up with, like, my crew or people that I've hired, mm-hmm. and we'd literally be, like, the, like, black and brown kids in yeah. that room. It was just awkward, because we're, like, performing to, like, majority white audiences, yeah. like, from a very upper class, like, yeah. the disconnect was real. So then I was, like, <laughs> okay, what can I do? to like address that maybe me because I was just like I don't yeah, like, yeah. want to exist in these spaces if I can't like be not built for me yeah, yeah. If, they're not, if they're not if they're if I'm not like centered in these spaces or my like mine and others experiences mm-hmm. um so then uh, it was a, a lassie called Matilda she's like a curator here in Glasgow she came to 0141 loved what it was about um um and then even invited me to play I think yeah like I think I played in where was it hairdressers old hairdressers once I played one of her nights and then she was like I actually I'm co-curating a festival at Jupes Artland would you want to like come and have like a talk with them and like see if we can get you involved in any way like maybe have just like an 0141 page Mm -hmm. and then yeah I remember going to that meeting just like totally at my desk like wearing trackies like (laughs) like I just remember like looking at that image of this person with like my little like my little fro and like wearing trackies showing up to this like castle <laughs> like like just being like yeah this is like hello white and you need me yeah. <laughs> like, essentially and like put it but obviously put it in like a way that isn't like gonna like completely drive them away or like scare them off yeah because obviously you don't want all these people to get defensive and like that's the worst like that's like not the worst outcome but also it's like the the normative response to when you tell someone that they've just not been including people for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I did the festival and like it's completely changed. Since then, it's like went from like left leaning, um, white led festival that was very much white centered, even if it was looking into like inclusivity, but it was very limited because it was like a white lens. Yes. Then I've come into it and been like, we're well, actually no, like there needs to be way more black and brown people, way mm-hmm. more like um community, uh like collectives getting invited to come along, like all yeah. these things. So it, they've changed the name, they've changed the aim of it. Um 
and it's just grown like I did I'm proud of like of the team that we built because it was like it's myself Furman Ahmed a bunch of other artists that like put this shit together and like it was like the when the reviews came in for the first time that we took part they were just like leaving about 141 so it was just kind of like even though this whole festival was happening, <laughs> all they could talk about was all forward. And then that kind of like, you can't argue with that. Like you can't yeah. argue with reviews and like people's experiences and what they Definitely. felt, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, got invited to like do the year after. And then now I'm like fully like co-creating the whole festival. Like it's not even a one for one anymore, which is quite mm-hmm. like mad. Um, and then, and I really like, this is just linked. So I'm just going to tell you all about it. Go for it. I'm rising um because it was like obviously working within an arts institution or like collaborating with an arts institution it can't be that I like oh and four one comes along once a year and it's mad inclusive and fun and like experimental and then the rest of the programming at Jupiter Artland is still white as fuck and like male-centered yeah so then I was like that's a bit of a problem so then I was like still a disconnect there's still a disconnect so like and there still is even now trust like even with the 141 as a stage and like me being co-creator of the whole festival there's still a long way to go like yeah yeah anyone who expects change um to happen overnight i'm just like you're dreaming because you have no yeah. idea how delusional yeah I'm like, you have no idea how much work and money and like yeah like unlearning like you, you spend the first few years unlearning then it's learning and then it's like actually like implementing what you yes. learn yes yes so like so yeah um but yeah so like then I was like right how do I address the fact that like the rest of the program and it's just not looking like what the festival is looking yeah. so then I just pitched to them I, I remember we had like a, a meeting about the festival and then I just like bit the bullet and was like I want to start a residency with Jupiter Artland and I remember like the one like the, like the artist director was just like what <laughs> I was just like this is what I'm saying, like, you just got to do it, like, I literally went into that meeting, like, what's the worst she's going to say is no, and, like, keep it moving, like, it is, but I, like, fully was, like, I'd done it, I was really proud of myself, because I was, like, fully, like, no, like, Like, fully explained my reasons, and my reasons were factual, it wasn't a thing where I was just, like, making shit up, it was, like, you weren't pulling out your ass, (laughs) like, look at your programming, look at how many, like, marginalized bodies are present at this one event, and look at the rest of the year, like, if you're about it, be about it 365 days of the year, not just yeah. like just two two dates out of the year. Like <laughs> so then yeah, and then like I didn't think she'd say yes, because obviously like she then has to go back to her team and pitch it and then yeah, yeah. they have to put their money in because it's like yeah. funded by them, you know. Like I come with ideas and I don't have the money. So like, yeah. well, that's what they're for. Fully, like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You get I was like, you get all this funding, like, well, like, where's it going? Yeah. So, yeah, and then she went away and, like, got back to me. Like, I was, like, shitting myself because I was, like, <laughs> she's going to think that I've, like, overstepped the line yeah. or have asked too much or, like, who do I think I am? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, all these yes. things. And then she really was, like, got back to me. Bless her. Her name's Claire. Like, she's brilliant. She got back to me. She was, like, right on. Like, when do you want to start? I was, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and think then- that's so fucking vital for marginalized people to hear, though. Mm. don't feel like it's too much don't feel like you're asking for above and beyond why are we asking to be included you know how mad that is exactly think that is like we're not even asking for like payment or like not even to be paid the right amount like we're asking to just like be in the room that's mad yeah 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 Yeah. but if that like if that's the starting point then fine 
and fucking good on you for asking. <laughs> it's mad because now it's like I looked at the page because um, now we've had two residencies uh -huh. happening during lockdown. Yeah. Um, the first one was fully via Zoom. Um, and then this year's one was like a couple of months ago and that was in person so the residents actually got to go inside like stay at Jupiter Island for like a solid week and like collaborate and like yeah. they built like a little family oh. um and even though like the residency is like open to like all marginalized bodies and that includes like trans and like working yeah. class white folk mm -hmm. because we've said that we want more black and brown people to apply it's yeah. ended up being black and brown people who got it every year yeah which just shows, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of people are like, sometimes the, the conversation around tokenism comes up, mm -hmm. where they're just like, yep. you've done this on purpose. Like, you've chosen these people because they're black and brown or because they're trans or because, you know what I mean? Yeah. But actually, no, we're just good at what we do. And so as soon as we're invited, we've like, come, come bring 120. Like, it yeah. is. We prioritize these people and these people came through. But people will literally, after the longest time, I would see people talking shit on the internet, being like, you know, like, folk who run, like, run call-outs for, like, whatever, lineups, festivals, yeah. residencies, and end up having, like, majority black and brown people present, you, like, were, like, talk, like, there had to be some tokenism in there at some point. But actually, no, because as soon as you state that we're welcome, mm -hmm. we like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially, like, I lived in Scotland up until March 2020. I was there 15 years. And How even, was it really? It was a journey, mate. <laughs> it was a journey. Um, I love Scotland. There's something, there's something about Scotland that is sincerely in my heart, mm. um, in my soul. But um, I watched it change, even from like when I moved, when I first moved, when I was 19. I'll be 35 this year. Um. But when I moved up at 19, and yeah, it was like, hella white people, loads of white people. Does it mean that there weren't any black or brown people? No. But I've definitely, seen, even in the 15 years of me being there, the black and brown communities have grown. Oh my God, yeah. Even me being away, like I said, I was away for like eight months. Yeah. Got back like a couple of weeks ago. And just that, like driving from the airport to my house in Southside, yeah. like in the, in the Uber, I was like looking out and there was like, far more black and brown faces on yeah. the street and i was like well let me go away for eight months <laughs> where have you all come from all there and i just had a notice I'm yeah. not, i don't know. don't know i also think like i wonder what i suppose if i did scratch the surface a little bit and maybe looked at like um kind of immigration movements where refugees or you know those kind of movements it makes sense that they would be placed in scotland or they would yeah. be attracted to scotland yeah i feel like there's yeah those are two um the two avenues i think that that's how they're entering scotland it's like yeah. refugee status yeah but also i feel like there's been a lot of londoners moving up like black and brown londoners and um, because like scotland has been pushed as this like super progressive yeah like better than england yeah vibe yeah yeah um and i'm not gonna lie Scotland is better than England and so like I mean, who's like heading both countries but it's a weird thing where they're just kind of like so you think they're giving you like I don't know like free education and like yeah. better healthcare and like yeah. a, a, a radar leader and like Nicola Sturgeon but at the same time when you actually look at race yeah equally as shit oh like, yeah 
So I think that's like, it's like a false promise. Yes. But I feel like black and brown, young black and brown people are looking at Scotland as this like better than England avenue. Yeah. But actually getting here and realizing how fucking white it is. (laughs) Just because it's like, just because it's like really progressive in some ways. It's actually, when it comes to race, it's lacking. Like beyond. And class. Like I found, because I lived in Edinburgh the whole time. Edinburgh is so classist. Like it's It's mad. It prioritizes it. Prior, it only prioritizes the middle to upper classes yeah. and tourism, and everyone else can get fucked. And it's like, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hell. It can be Edinburgh can be so cliquey, and people quite often mistake clique for community. Yeah, truly, really. I own that a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, it ha- it, there's so many amazing things about Scotland. And it's different, like Edinburgh, Aberdeen. I, I wouldn't have been yeah. able to set up one for one if it no. wasn't for like how cheap the rent is. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I was actually able to like get a couple of bar jobs and right. like save up on the side and like right. be actually be able to pay for my first club night. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's amazing. on the one hand, it's that. It's like accessibility is like yes. made so much easier. Uh-huh. Um, just because you're like not paying as much as you would in London or Edinburgh mm-hmm. um, and then also because it's so small as well Glasgow specifically is so small that literally I don't think anyone's out of your reach like you could go yeah. down to like the pub or yeah, like yeah. a cafe or a restaurant or whatever and yeah. you meet someone who's I don't know like optimal or like do you know what I mean like some big game <laughs> yeah. I do quite like that about Scotland it's like mm. coming from Birmingham and Birmingham like I would, there's a lot of similarities between a lot of big cities like Birmingham, Glasgow, Cardiff, Manchester. There's lots of similarities, but they also all had their differences, obviously. Yeah. Coming from having been born and raised in Birmingham and then coming back, and I forget how friggin' big this place is. Yeah. Like I'm moving on Sunday and I told someone where I was moving to, and the, and this person has lived in Birmingham all their life, and they were like, Where is that? And I was like, It's in Birmingham. And they were like, I've never heard of it. There are areas of Birmingham that Brummies have never been to (laughs) their whole life, including myself. There are definitely areas of Birmingham that I've never been to because I've never had a reason to go. Mm -hmm. But I find, having lived in Scotland, accessibility to lots of different kinds of people is so easy. Yeah, really. So easy. Yeah. Like, the fact that you can even, like, and I don't even, like, it's so small that you literally can ride a bike from like let's say south side to like yeah. north or northwest in yeah. like a mirror. Yeah. Like, you don't realise how small it is. It's a positive and a negative. Positive in terms of like access and like finance mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. But then negative because if you are like someone who is outspoken like I have been, uh-huh. then it kind of like you're more likely to bump into like absolute arseholes. <laughs> yeah. And avoid them. So like I'm not like you know what I mean the same way that you have access to like really great incredible people you do also then I'm like bump into people who just will never change in yeah, yeah. of like doing shit you know Big so time. that's like yeah that's like that's why I was saying I was like I was away for like eight months because I was just like I need a minute because yeah it's just drowning yeah ah uh, where did you go I went to Morocco my partner lives there. I went for like to visit my partner essentially because I hadn't seen them throughout the whole first like we were like kept apart for like nine months the first lockdown. Uh huh. Man. Yeah. Essentially, half of our relationship has been 
long distance because of yeah. luck. Um, but yeah, and then so I went for a month, and then I got there, and then like a couple of days before I was supposed to fly back, they shut down the border. Oof. Which I didn't mind. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm only like, <laughs> degrees. My partner, who I love dearly, will be with me. And I'm like, see you later. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, the only work that I had was already cancelled or moved to online spaces. Wow. I was like, this has worked out perfectly for me. Yeah. So I just keep there. And then now the festival's coming up and like work is picking up again. I was just like, I need to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I might, like at another time I might ask you for some like little travel tips yeah have you been, have you been to never been would fucking love to stunning. absolutely stunning just a different like going to the Medina and spending all the spices like mad cheap like so cheap like a pound would probably get you like some chicken and like chips and like <laughs> yeah it's great nice mm. oh yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to, like, getting to a point where I can get on the move again. Mm. But, yeah, I feel like I've still got some stuff to do here, but I definitely want to go exploring them again. Yeah, yeah for sure. Oh. Um, I also want to ask, like, because, it, well, I saw it on the Instagram. Let me see if I wrote it down, actually, in my little notes. Um, let's have a look. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of referencing back to or one for one but it's like on the instagram it's like fun uncompromising electronic music and a truly spiritual experience as a spiritual little soul myself Mm -hmm. i like the many different ways we connect to our spirituality or Mm -hmm. have spiritual experiences and Mm -hmm. i've never even been to a club night but from what i've seen and heard about it it seems like such a special place for people to go and just bust moves, be themselves, get into the, the music, the frequencies and the vibes and just have those incredible experiences. How does it feel? Are you aware that you facilitate that? <laughs> um, it's funny because I've got like, I suffer from severe depression, like clinical depression. And then like, so when I hear things like that, I'm just like, that's cool, but it doesn't really register, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I spend more time being hung up with neg- negative than the positive. It's literally how I'm built. It is yeah, what it yeah. is. But it just means I'm then driven yeah. more than most because like, that's what I have in my head, which is just yeah. not good at all. But those, those quotes that you read on the Instagram is is actual people like that's yeah. just, this is what they're thinking i'm quoting actual attendees like it's not even yeah, a yeah. thing where i'm like some random person wrote it these are people who have like come up to me and said these words or like shared it on their instagram or twitter or whatever um so that's really cool or like literally some people will take the time to like message you the next day like after mm-hmm. they've woken up and like everything's yeah, yeah. rushes they'll just write you like a huge email and i'm just oh. like okay <laughs> thanks so much appreciate it you're like okay thanks i'm like oh my god thank you like i started i go say i'll get emotional i'll cry and then yeah, i'll yeah. Like, and then i'll read one bad thing from like random person that wasn't even there that just hates what it is i'm trying to do for whatever yeah, yeah. reason and that kind of brings me down so it's difficult i'm not gonna lie yeah, yeah. um but i think I think it's do you know what it is it was born out of a need like i said to you yeah yeah and 
other club night, it's quite funny. I look at what's already existed in Glasgow and like everyone's doing bits right now. Everyone's got like there's a bunch of like there's Peach, there's like Bash Power, there's like a bunch of community-led projects, but they're all white led. Yeah, yeah. And then like the ones that are like black or brown led, it's usually men. Mm-hmm. And they usually don't consider the LGBTQ plus. Right. Or if it is a white, if it is LGBTQ led, it's usually mm-hmm. white. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. So it's rare that you find a night where like or any collective that's actually led by like the people it's for. I've never like this. You don't realize how mad it is that like how many club nights out there are like so vocal, being like pro black, pro like LGBTQ, pro whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you look at who's running it, and it's like, what? Like where are you getting? <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, is this like a PR exercise for you? Like, you're not coming from a lived experience. No. So I, I think that's really what it is, is that they know who the person who's running it is about it and is living. Yeah. They're trying to get away from. What I hear in that is there's integrity in what you're creating and have created. Whereas, like you said, and say like a white led space, even if, it, if they're trying to like, create space for marginalized don't get me wrong they fully are they fully, yeah. fully i see them like the improvement that's been seen over the last few years is yeah. mad but it, essentially it'll still be like a bunch of like black and brown kids performing for like a white yeah leader do you know yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah. this, yeah, this yeah. Dynamic, it's, it's the, the longest told story since we existed mm-hmm. as black and brown bodies yeah even when we included it's like this like weird thing where we're performing for them or mm-hmm. giving or yeah. uh, the hierarchy is very much present it really is it's i can't it's like a cycle i don't think many people are able to break so when i do meet people that are like it's for and by like where's the by that's the bit that <laughs> yeah. the nice. and i say all this and obviously like even with my club night i'm pretty sure like i don't know like someone with disabilities would probably look and even though i like make sure my club night like, isn't it always, like, I remember I didn't put on a club night for a whole year because I couldn't find an accessible venue. Like, I was like, it, me saying I don't give a shit about that is just, like, hypocritical, you know what I mean? Like, others don't give a shit about it, but I do, because I've actually, I've got friends with disabilities. Yeah. And, and, and not, that I would want to cater to. So I, like, literally didn't put, I didn't even, no one even noticed that I, like, just didn't do it. They were just like, oh, you're just busy doing other shit. And I was like, no, I literally cannot find a single venue that isn't in a basement or, like, that hasn't been like you know been I've been told that like the door staff are like homophobic or transphobic yeah. or you know what I mean yeah yeah so like there's full on sacrifices going on behind the scenes that I'm doing to like listen to the struggles people. are real yeah but at the same time they're not repped in my team so like I'm not gonna be like you know what I mean like yes yeah. I'm trying to do my best for you yeah and I'm, I'm prioritizing your needs but at the same time my team doesn't have any like visibly disabled people yeah so like that's something I definitely need to just like improve when i just haven't met the right people you know what i mean yeah yeah. but i think given your history and so far the way things have aligned or the way mm-hmm. you've like just put your foot in the door or whatever it is however mm-hmm. it's been happened i feel mm-hmm. like it'll come i hope so we just haven't like yeah i think also for the longest time what was limiting me is like being like they have to be glasgow based like the people i like in my team or the people i collaborate with have to be glasgow based but then I literally got to the point where I had worked with everyone like that I wanted to work with and was like, there was no one left. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm one of those people that like, I don't book the same people twice. Uh-huh. Um, like we don't have residents. 
we don't repeat things because there's so many people out there that need books like why would why the hell would i have like a person take up every single slot you know what i mean every when it time, yeah. people every time from like photographers graphic designers yeah so to keep that fresh i basically made a decision in the past year like i need to just broaden my search pool essentially and yeah. it doesn't need to be like glasgow based artists for it to matter and for it to make a difference yeah 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 well that's that's incredible as well because someone who i don't know say someone who's living in let's example yorkshire yeah who's itching to do yeah, something yeah. and then they hear about something that's going on in glasgow and i think yeah. the year also proved that in a lot of cases distance is kind of becomes not irrelevant but mm. it's not as much of a hindrance as i think it used to be for us yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So I think we need to just, yeah, like widen my search pool. Um, I like that you mentioned like somewhere like Yorkshire because a lot of people are just like, I'll just be like, I'm looking for a graphic designer and they'd be like, here's someone in London or like here's someone in New York. And I'm like, pretty sure they've got like enough. Yeah, they got their own things. things there. Like it's the, it's the smaller cities and towns that need a hand at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Good, I, another conversation I was having well I've had it quite a lot actually but it's like thinking about the UK and I think mm. people forget that the UK is really white still that yes there are <laughs> lots of people that aren't white but yeah. the majority is still white yeah exactly and I think it's easy to again someone who you know lived in cities mm. it's easy to forget that because as soon as you step outside of a city and you go into little villages and towns, yeah, hella white. Again, not to say that there aren't black and brown people in those spaces, mm. but the disconnect and the divide is a lot, a lot. No, it's mad. The ratio is like huge. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking like under ten percent in most yeah. areas. Yeah, yeah. And I think people are like, yeah, don't realize just how. Because when I look at, like, even, like, you asking that got me thinking about, like, when I look at collectives that are based in London that have, like, they're able to, like, grow their nights a lot bigger mm -hmm. and, like, can host up to a thousand people. Yeah. And it's, like, for me, and I'm, well, oh, that's so much, so many people. Yeah. That's catering to, like, black and brown people. But it's because there are more down south, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But actually, a thousand people's fuck all in comparison <laughs> to that. Probably. you know what I mean yeah when you, like, when you scale it back and you think about the biggest you know yeah. you know what I mean? so scale, scale it back and you're like fuck it that's literally nothing why am I like looking at this <laughs> like I think to even have like a handful of black and brown people at this point is helpful yeah, yeah definitely 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 um oh mate this has been absolutely lovely <laughs> I'm glad I'm so enjoyed this. I was really excited for this <laughs> and I'm glad I went for a walk because I, you know, it's natural to get like little nervy nerves. Yeah, but yeah, it's good. It means you care. Means, like, you give a shit. Yeah. yeah, that's how I see nerves anyway. Yeah, yeah, big time. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I'm forgetting that I actually wanted to ask you or talk to you about. Mm. Um, what are the future plans? Are there any? Do you just want to keep pushing what you're doing? Keep developing it. What I'm doing. Um, would love to fall back a bit. Yeah, would love to like build a team that i trust and that i know would like carry what i'm doing with integrity as we said uh, and do it for the right reasons that's really hard to find honestly um 
It's easy enough saying like you want black and brown people present, but how many of those black and brown people are actually like about it? About it? Like it's hard. Like some people think, oh, you're black, therefore you're you're for it, or like you're queer, you're for it, and it's yeah. like, well, no, actually, like mm-hmm. the heads in every. Yeah. We group it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like even amongst us, we're literally still having to search for like good people, you know, like good-hearted people. Yes. So I'd love to scale back. I would love to like have a group of people that I can just like hand over the responsibilities of doing whatever mm-hmm. and like fall back and like concentrate on myself as an artist. Because I feel like I've sacrificed that for the longest time. Yeah. That was the other thing I was gonna ask, like. What have you been listening to? What have you been making? Have you been like... I've been making, have you been... 2021 has been the most beats I've ever made, which is like yeah? so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I've done like a couple of trailers for like different like festivals, yeah. like music trailers and like um, made my own music. I put out my own music like under like different aliases. So it's like, I just need to get into that more. Yeah. But like, how do I do that when I'm like, you know, Doing running a residency in a festival and like creating multiple parties and like, being as vocal as I have been about everything. And it's yeah. just like, I'd like to just be in a studio and do my own shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no new friends, I'm shutting the door. <laughs> like, like, I just, I would just be like, you know, like even when I went to that residency, I went to a residency in Poland recently uh-huh. and I went there as a facilitator when yeah. the whole time I was envious of the artists who were there to just do uh-huh. their shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I need to, like, why am I facil- like, why am I? Ha- <laughs> I'm giving you what I need. You know what I mean? I'm giving you the guidance and like the space and the money and the effort that I need to be given. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's the future. That's my aim, anyways. Continue as I am, but also find like-minded people who are great at what they do within the arts, and then like fall back. Yeah, that's the aim. Nice. <laughs> That's all, and that is more than enough. That's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Okay. I, but I'm with you on that. I feel like I really connect to that because that's why I'm, I'm like, I'm basically moving out of my mom's house. Like, mm. it's, whatever I was here for, it's done, served, it's time. Thank you. But now mm. it's say goodbye. I'll see you yeah. Um, And with this move, I also know inherently it's mm. going to open me up. To being in this space and connecting with new people, because like I said, I've been in Scotland 15 years. And I don't really know anyone here anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've also had big personal shifts as well and realised that I am a big creative queer baby. Yeah, yeah. I want to go create some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Have you found collectives in Birmingham that are, like, doing... Oh, yeah, and I think I just need to go out and just be in the city like physically like go out to things mm. and like do things like just follow my own instincts like there's things that I want to do like fun things or just shit that I want to explore mm. and I think that's how I'm going to get to meet people like, yeah actually physically living my life and we've not none of us have been able to do for the longest time so I think that's probably I want to I want to get back into like dance massively like I've been at home like living room door shut, tunes blasted. Yeah. Like I want to get back into a dance class because as much as I've enjoyed connecting to that personally yeah. and as an individual, yeah, it's not gonna. It's it's nothing compared to being part of a group Mm-mm-mm-mm. and having that energy. Mm, and just being around other bodies. Yeah, it's anxiety. I'm like going to like a 
uh, club nights as such, but it's like early hours and seated. Yeah. And I'm like, so anxious. Like, obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing my friends, but I'm so yeah. anxious about it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, hey, for like even beyond COVID, still wearing masks or sunglasses. <laughs> I'm just so done. <laughs> yeah. Anxiety is real because as much as I'm like itching to like just move and get out there and live, the yeah. other half of me is like, ah. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.